It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Philadelphia City Cast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Hope everyone had a nice weekend, uh, a fruitful betting weekend. Fruitful. Hope you made some cash. All right, welcome back. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Uh, plenty to get to here this week. Plenty to get to on this episode. The Phillies, they return home. They were off Monday. Uh, so I thought that was a good day for us to uh, hit the pause button for a second. And now the Phillies start up a three-game series against the Padres, the San Diego Padres. Uh, game one tonight, Tuesday night, May 17th, 6.45 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch. Uh Three games set at home against San Diego. <laughs> then they go, uh, well, they don't go anywhere, but then they welcome in the Dodgers after whooping their rears uh, out in L.A., taking three of four. Dodgers now come into Philly uh, on Friday to play three games over the weekend uh, against the Fightins. And then the Phils go down to Atlanta for four games on Monday and six days from now. Then they go to the Mets for a weekend series, and then they wrap up May and open up June with a series at home against Gabe Kapler, San Francisco Giants. So we've talked a lot about this schedule for the month of May, and the Phillies, that was a huge deal 
uh, for them to go out west and take two of three from Seattle and take three of four from the Dodgers. Brings their record on the season to 17 and 18. They're five and a half games back of the New York Mets, who are right now 23 and 13. So that series coming up uh, in about 10 days from now is going to be important, just like all of them always are, but uh, especially that series uh, in just about 10 days, starting on May 27th. But um, we'll, we'll discuss that and, and to help us work through all the baseball talk and we'll get to some NBA talk with the Eastern Conference Finals tipping off tonight, Tuesday night, Boston and the Miami Heat. Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. We're going to do a crossover episode here uh, to discuss it all. So we have plenty to get to. And we'll have some fun with Will. We'll get his thoughts on the NBA. We'll get his thoughts on baseball. The lottery for the NBA is also later tonight. Uh, plenty to dissect as we come back on this Tuesday after the weekend uh, to, to kick off a lot. Still picking up the pieces from the 76ers and their untimely exit once again. So uh, it's basketball playoff time. It's Phillies regular season baseball time, but it's also hockey playoff time. And Bet Rivers has a special offer through the entire NHL playoffs. And throughout the playoffs, place three same-game parlays of $10 or more on each round and receive a $10 free bet at the conclusion of each round. Think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Create your ideal combo with same-game parlays on the Bet Rivers app or at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Will Hill joins us next. All right, so let's uh, get to it. Crossing it over here on this episode on Tuesday morning, May 17th, Philly and New York. Uh, as Will Hill and I, Will's the host of the New York City cast, we'll discuss uh, all the latest. We'll have some fun talking NBA Sixers offseason, maybe some lottery talk, baseball talk, NBA futures, whatever else comes across the radar. So uh, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Right. This time last week, Philly was tied 2-2. We were both very optimistic. Uh, that optimism was not warranted. I'm sure the reaction in Philly has been very calm, very reasonable. I'm sure nobody wants any sort of change in Philly. What, what's been the last four or five days in Philly like? Yeah, it's been super chill. Um, no, no overreaction at all. So it's really barely even talked about. It wasn't talked about when they were playing either, so it's fine. But, uh, yeah, it's it's all on the table, man. Joel and Beans under scrutiny. Obviously, Rivers' scrutiny isn't going away. What are they going to do in the offseason? Brian Windhorst, you know, good old Windy, uh, yesterday was dropping bombs on ESPN saying Daryl Morey's going to do everything possible to, uh, you know, try and get a player, i.e. Bradley Beal. So, there, there's a lot of question marks because nothing's really changed, man, in, in the past nine, ten years. It's been second round at best, and see you later. Yeah, uh, apparently Embiid loves Beal, and I think there's been some whispers that that would have been the guy they went after this past winter, but Beal got hurt, and then they kind of pivoted to Harden. Um, now, if they got Beal, did, did Windhorst mention, would that be Beal and Harden? No, Windhorst was saying... Um, Harden would walk? No, Harden's going to stay. Like oh, so Daryl Morey, he's okay. not saying it's going to happen, but Daryl Morey's going to try and do everything possible to add a guy like Beal with Harden and Embiid. Well, that would mean Maxi would have to be in that deal. That's that's what people are saying. You know, would I mean, you do unless that? It's, 
I don't know, man. Probably, probably, right? I mean, Bradley Beal's a stud. He's an he's an all star. He's a thirty point a game type of scorer. How how do you say no to that, right? Yeah, it's he's a really now. good player. He's a really good player. You got to figure out. You got to calculate into it though. Age, salary. I mean, what's Maxi going to be in three or four years? What's Beal going to be in three or four years? I mean, Beal's not old, but he's not young. That's a tricky one. I, I'd have to think about that one. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be just straight up. You're going to have to throw in picks and assets. And you're going to have to get off Harris's money, but uh, it's an interesting one. I'll, I'll throw another one at you. Now, we've seen what Anthony Davis got traded for. We saw Drew Holiday get traded for three number one picks. We saw Paul George get traded for number one picks. Uh, a bunch of, you know, a huge godfather type offer. Would you listen to MB deals? Would you pick up the phone? There's 29 other teams. Would you pick up the phone and just kind of call around and see what you can get and just say, you know what? We're not going to win the title with Embiid. He's 27, 28. He's a really good player. You know, MVP consideration. He's really good, but he you know, hasn't been the same in the playoffs. Um, you know, whether it's injuries, whether it's one thing or another, would you pick up the phone and just ask around? You know, that that's being talked about a little bit here in in the city amongst all the other, you know, crazy debates that, you know, fans are having. I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Now there's two ways to answer it. Would I do it? And will it happen? Um, I, no way it will happen just because Daryl Morey was brought in here for one reason. Um, you know, trading Joel Embiid, the one guy that for the most part, although fans can be critical at times here, uh, fans love Joel Embiid. They've sort of grew up together with the process and everything else, and they just love everything about him. So Daryl Morey trading him, I don't think would be in his best interest. And if you're going to keep Harden and, you know, it's win now for Joel Embiid, right? Like he's 28 years old. He's two seasons where he's in the top two or three MVP talk. It, it's it, that that would that would mean a reset. So I just don't see that happening. And what would the market be for Joel Embiid? I think we would assume that it'd be like you know Devin Booker, like a bunch of star guards. I, I don't I don't know. I just think it would be a bunch of future first round draft picks, and the Sixers probably aren't ready to do that. Will. Yeah, I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think, and I'm going to suggest this, and I don't think either side would do this or be interested, but it's a fun, I don't know, it's a fun conversation to yeah. have. The Oklahoma City Thunder, let me just read some of their picks here. This okay. year they have, for number one picks, they have the Clippers pick, the Suns pick, the Pistons pick. Now, some of these are protected. I'm not going to get into all that, but you get the idea. 2023, their own pick, the Clippers pick, the Nuggets pick, and the Wizards, all in the first round. 2024, their own pick, the Rockets pick, the Clippers pick. There's a theme here. 2025, their own pick, the Rockets or the Clippers, whatever's better, then the Sixers pick, then the Heat pick. Uh, 2026, their own pick, the Rockets pick, the Clippers pick, all in the first round. Uh, and then, you know, look, you, you get the idea. Is there something, if somebody bulged you away, now I don't know that Oklahoma City would go all in for Embiid. Their probably timeline is more in the future than getting a guy in his prime-ish in terms of Embiid. And I don't know that Embiid would want to play in Oklahoma City, which would probably be a factor. But let's just, could one of these teams, the, the Pelicans have a ton of assets, they have Zion. If somebody came to you with, you know, five, six future first-round picks, we'll say, well, they're unprotected. Could you be talked into, you know what, the process 2.0? I'll even trade Maxi. I'll get more picks. I'll suck for a year or two, and then we'll just revisit this thing in two or three years. Could could I talk you into that or no? Yeah. Yeah, you could. You could, except my my adjustment would be keep Maxi. Get rid of everyone you can. Keep Maxi. Keep Paul Reed. 
Uh, and then you have like a little bit of a Cleveland Cavs type of situation on your hands where you have a young up and coming star in Maxi. So you think and hope. Uh, and then four to six first round draft picks in the next few years, then you can, you know, rebuild and and maybe in the next five years, you're back to where you are now, but better. Um, so I like that. But back to what I said a couple minutes ago, there's no way Daryl Morey's doing it. But I, I do like that idea. That'd be fun. Uh, I don't know that I would ultimately go through it if, with it if I'm Philly, but I mean, look, where's this going? You haven't been to a conference finals and beats not getting younger. I mean, he's no. what, 27, 28. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's a big guy with an injury history. I don't know. It, it's something to think about. I don't think he's winning a championship with Philly, and we can get to these conference finals in a minute. So the the other side of that is, hey, Boston was 500 team January 1st. Dallas was a 500 team January 1st. They rejiggered the rosters, and here they are. You know, either of them could be in the finals. Both of them could be in the finals. So, uh, you know, turnarounds do happen quickly. I guess that's a good transition to these series. Dallas, Golden State, Golden State minus 225, minus 230-ish. War, uh, I'm sorry, Warriors minus 230, Mavs are plus 190-ish. And the Celtics minus Dower 65, Heat plus 140. Anything jump out to you in terms of these two series? I like Dallas. Um, you know, I remember you and I talking about them a while back, and that was a different conversation. Uh, you know, they, they were a relatively you know, long shot uh, to come out of the West, I think we had, you know, we had a lot of those conversations throughout the season. But I think both of us sort of liked them at that time at like a 30 to 1 number, maybe. I don't remember the exact number, but, you know, uh, besides the point, I like the way they're playing, man. They they have guys that are understanding of their roles. They're playing their roles really well. Luka is absolutely balling out. And that's today's NBA. If you have a guy like Tatum, if you have a guy like Luka, and you put some nice role player pieces around them, have some depth. You can make a run, and and I think we're seeing that on on both sides in each conference right now with Boston and Dallas. So uh, I like Dallas right now with, I guess, a little bit of, quote, value attached to them to win this series. What do you think? I kind of think they're going to win the series. I just don't know that Golden State has anyone to guard Luka. Uh, Clay's not that guy physically anymore. Curry's obviously not strong enough. You know, Maybe you put Wiggins on him. Poole can't do the job. Without Gary Payton, without Iguodala, I just don't know that you have a great matchup for Luka. And if you don't have a matchup for Luka, I mean, it's just his size, his passing ability. He can see over the passing lanes, his ability to, to make plays uh, with three-point shooting around him. I think it's very dangerous. And I think Golden State is a little older. You know, this isn't 2016 where Clay and Curry are, uh, you know, the, these prime elite players. Curry's good. He has moments where he's great, but he's not great consistently. Clay's very up and down. Uh, even Draymond is, is really a non-factor on offense. Uh, I think Dallas beats him. I really do. Now, Golden State's going to need a couple of big games. Like, they're going to need a huge game from Steph, a huge game from Clay, And that's sort of Captain Obvious. But to your point, they're not doing that as easily and consistently as as they once were right now. Hey, they were really lucky to get by Memphis. Memphis gave away a couple of those games. A couple of those coin flip games went Golden State's way. And you could say, hey, that's experience. That's uh, coaching. That's a lot of things. And you're probably right. No, Morant. And yeah, Morant was hurt. Although, boy, it's interesting. If you're if you're Memphis, you actually play better without Morant at times. That's the strangest thing ever, uh, and it's something to, to look at going forward. But yeah, I think this will be a great series. I think it's a fun series. It's funny in all these sports. You know, Dallas I think was eighty to one to win the title at one point. Boston I, I saw was hundred and fifty to one to win the title. 
Think wow. about it. The Bengals were 125 to win the Super Bowl. North Carolina was 100 to one to win it all. They almost both those teams almost did it. The Braves came out of nowhere. This is kind of fun. This is a new thing. It's it's not it's unusual for the NBA, but to get long shots 100 to one, 150 to one that are you know in contention to win a title is uh is something I can get behind. It makes it a lot of fun. We'll we'll give thoughts on the on the game tonight and then the uh, West Coast game or Western Conference game uh, Wednesday night, but. Dallas six to one right now at Bet Rivers to win the NBA title. The Heat four to one. Boston two to one. Warriors plus one twenty. Anything, anything there you like based off what we're discussing? Dallas, Dallas. Bet Rivers does has these these final MVP odds too. That's another way to get at it if you want to take Dallas. I think Luca's six to one. So they they do a pretty good job mirroring it with you know the best player. So it's basically it's hard to find value on the best player but if you're going to go down the line and say hey i think miami's going to win it all i think hero let me find him i saw i think he was like 100 to 1 to win finals mvp you can really sort of yeah. get at your bet in a different way if you want to take a shot at somebody to win finals mvp yeah that's a good call and and you're right he is 100 to 1 right now at bet rivers or you know to your point um like dallas they mirrored it with luca and the mavs to win the title but the Warriors, Curry's plus 180 to win it. Golden State plus 120 to win it. So there you go. It would be hard for the Warriors to win it and not have Curry win finals MVP. And it's funny, with right. all their titles, I don't think he's ever won it because Durant won it the two he was there and Iguodala won it the, that one year, which I thought was ridiculous. I thought Curry deserved it. Or, Curry or LeBron. LeBron could have won it in a losing cause that year. Uh, what's pool just for fun? Do you have pool in front of you? Pool is... Man, is he this far down? Um, oh, he's 20 to 1. Not terrible. No? Not terrible. I would like a little more on that. Hero's not a bad 100 to 1. I mean, he gets in, he makes a bunch of threes. You know, whoever the Heat play, let's assume they get in there, you know, they, they key in on Butler and it leaves Hero open. That That's not impossible that Hero would get it. No, definitely not. Uh, similar one for Boston, Marcus Smart, 60 to 1. He would yeah. need a couple big games. That'd be like Iguodala. Yeah, he plays good defense. Yeah, I, I might yeah. need a little more. I think it was Mitch Moss that he bet Horford two hundred to one, which is a hell of a bet. That's one I would want. I don't know what he's at now. This was a couple weeks ago. This is before they got by Milwaukee, so that's probably affected that number. But that was an interesting one, I thought too. Wow. Yeah, I like that one. He's a hundred to one now at Bet Rivers. So I've made dumber bets. Go. I can promise you, I've made dumber bets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's look to this game Tuesday night here uh, between Boston and Miami. Uh, do you have a thought on this? We'll look at the t uh, the total two hundred four, the spread. Miami at home, the two point home favorite. Money line Boston plus one hundred five. Miami minus one twenty five. Under. I think both these teams are top four in terms of defensive efficiency. Uh, I just think it's going to be a grind. If you can't get points in transition, points. You know, off of turnovers, it's going to be hard to score in the half court against these defenses. So I really like the under uh, look, chance to make the finals here. You're going to see max effort defensively. Uh, I just think this is going to be a grind. I think a lot of these games are going to be ugly, tough to watch at times. But I, I would lean towards the under here. I think these games are going to be very competitive, very scrappy. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I like the under as well. I mean, I we witnessed it firsthand if, uh, you know, everyone out there, watched intently Sixers heat the heat can go cold uh and they like to slow you down anyway Boston uh coming off that obviously epic series with Milwaukee I can certainly see you know both teams 
under 100 in the low 90s even. So Miami like can go cold too. Miami didn't shoot great against Philly. They had a bunch of – even the game they eliminated Philly, they didn't shoot well from three, which is frustrating if you're rooting for Philly. You figure, you know what, you held Miami. I forget what it was, 6-31 to 31 from three. It wasn't good, whatever it was, and they still won the game. So Miami can is very much a hot and cold shooting team too. Other than Hero, they don't have like great three-point shooting. Uh, Strews can get hot. Duncan Robinson doesn't really play anymore, but you know Butler, that's not his game. It's obviously not Adebayo's game. So uh, Miami can definitely go cold shooting as well. Go out west, Dallas and Golden State, uh, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You look at this number now, it's up to 5.5. Golden State, the 5.5-point home favorite. Uh, money line minus 220 for the Warriors, plus 175 for Dallas. The total at 214.5. Uh, I certainly like Dallas plus five and a half. The plus 175 is tempting, but when it's all said and done, I'll probably just play Dallas plus five and a half. That's my uh, that's my best thought for that one on Wednesday night. What about you? Yeah, I like Dallas. I should have mentioned Boston-Miami. I do think Boston wins a long series. It probably goes six or seven. I just worry about Boston in game one after the quick turnaround. You know, that was a 12-round 12 knock them knock down, whatever the – expression is knockdown drag out fight against the bucks yep. quick turnaround uh travel miami's home they're rested they haven't played since thursday so miami i could see winning game one but i do think boston comes back and wins the series and you, you hate to say a, a game one is a must win but if miami doesn't get game one and they forfeit home court right away it's going to be tough for them to win that series uh and i'm with you on dallas like i said i don't know that golden state has a great matchup for luca um, I think Dallas is very competitive in this series. I think Dallas wins this series. And I would look for the over in this one. I think there's going to be a lot of small ball. You're not going to play traditional bigs. You're going to have Draymond and Kleba. Those are the two bigs, which aren't really, like I said, traditional bigs. And you're, it's a lot of small ball, a lot of three-point shooting. Uh, I could see these games going over as well. should be fun. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I hate when uh, you know we have a, a day or two off with uh, no NBA games in, in playoff time. So. This is it, Final good, Four in the NBA. It's, good point. It's to, uh, good, good point on the the no days off because Golden State's the older team, and these series are every other day, so that might hurt the older team. Where, uh, you know, you're playing what's it Wednesday, Friday, Monday, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, only one day off in between. I think that favors Dallas because they're the younger team. Yeah, quick turnarounds too. Once the series goes deep, if the series goes deep, you know, traveling after games five. Uh, five and six going into game seven if necessary. So uh, before we get to baseball talk, staying with NBA for a couple minutes, lottery is tonight, Will. I know you had some thoughts on that. Yeah, what do you think? A anything, I'm usually really into this, but it's not one of those years where there's like a Luka or a Zion or a LeBron. Uh, to me, it's just the absurdity of these guys sitting there. And, you know, some of these guys, the owners, the owner's kids, they're billionaires. They're sitting there in their nice suits and their fate is determined by these lottery balls, these ping pong balls. It's just really funny. Um, pull up the odds here. It is, let's see, the Magic, the Rockets, uh, they're around 14%. The Pistons around 14%. The Thunder around 10%. Blazers, boy, the Blazers spent six weeks losing games by 60 points, and they only have the six. They have a nine percent chance to win the lottery. I don't, I don't know that that was worth, uh, worth all that tanking. But the Knicks only a two percent chance. I don't know. Is there anyone? Uh, Bet Rivers does have odds to go number one overall. Jabari Smith is about even money. Then you have Bonchero. You have Holmgren in the mix. Any of these kids you like in terms of being the number one pick in the draft? Yeah, this year there's no clear-cut superstar. doesn't mean we can't end up getting one, but uh, the hype around these guys right now, not 
not how it is uh, when it's at its best for NBA lottery, NBA draft talk in the offseason. Holmgren's obviously interesting. You know, the kid's like 98 pounds at seven foot six. Um, you know, people say he's too, he doesn't have any muscle, too lanky, too skinny. We've had those conversations uh, with a kid coming out of Texas, one Kevin Durant. I'm not saying he's going to be KD, but in hoops, man, if you have a handle, if you have the size, if you have the shot making ability, defensive ability he has all of that uh, I still think he is really intriguing at the top but you don't know if he's like a Porzingis or a Luca right I, I can't get a finger on it yeah and it's somebody if you're going to pull the trigger on that pick you better have some job security because that's one if it doesn't work out you're going to look, look so bad because he just looks like a bust but again he's got the skill the size there's a version of this where he's just an you know an eight or nine time all-star and he's a dominant player uh, if he can fill out his body properly, you worry about him putting on 20 or 30 pounds, which I think putting on the weight's not the issue, but maintaining the skill level, maintaining the range, the flexibility, all that with the extra pounds is going to be fascinating. So uh, I'm curious who gets the number one pick and if and, you know where they go with that pick. Portland's interesting. They they sort of are a long shot, but with Dame, that's always intriguing. I think you know. Here's my conspiracy theory. I think they've tanked so much. Lillard's not the kind of guy that wants to ask out, and I think they want to move on from him because, look, it's the same thing with Embiid on a much grander scale. Embiid, Lillard's older. You're not going anywhere with this guy's your best player. They missed their window, not that they ever had a window. I think they want to move on from him. I think they're trying to make it so miserable around him and just trying to rebuild to such a point where he has to ask for a trade. Now, you could make the case they should have traded him a year ago, two years ago, but to me it makes no sense to have Lillard on this roster. You're not winning a championship. You're not competing for a championship. Get what you can from at this point and enter a two- or three-year rebuild. There's no other way for Portland to to go about this. Even if you win the lottery, all right, you get Holmgren, you get one of these guys. Are you really going to be able to be competitive in the next year or two? I have a hard time seeing that. No, I agree. I think it's a good point, and I think it depends on how this plays out. But to your point, it really shouldn't matter either way. Um, but for them behind the scenes, I'm sure it, it, that decision could depend on what happens tonight and where they end up in this draft. So. Uh, a lot of dominoes will be falling once uh, the ping pong balls are set. And the Knicks, Knicks fans probably aren't even going to talk themselves into having a chance. They just, that year, a couple years ago, they had the worst record. They didn't get Zion. They missed out on Morant. They've just, ever since Patrick Ewing, they have not had much luck in the lottery. So I, I don't think Knicks fans are even talking themselves into uh, into having an opportunity to pick highly here. And they played well down the stretch. It really killed them killed their odds because they're slated to pick like 11th here and they were a bad team this year and to only have the 11th pick or the 11th best odds is uh is kind of frustrating here for Knicks fans yeah that's brutal you never want to be in that spot no like on the outside of the playoffs but not good enough to be a the know, worst really the worst yeah. no man's land purgatory um all right let's let's get some baseball talking before we we get out of here uh subway series this year Mets at Yankees both crushing it uh, I think both these teams will run away with the division. Now to sit here and what, predict what's going to happen in a short series in October, you know, five months from now, I think is hard to do. Dodgers still have something to say about it. But look, all, all you can do is win your division, and the, and the Yankees and the Mets are well on their way. Uh, I know Philly had a nice weekend. They almost swept L.A. in L.A. four games. Uh, Corey Knable didn't allow that to happen. Harper's been hitting a million home runs. Uh, you know, can the Phillies make a run here? I don't know that they have enough pitching. I think if anyone's going to make a run at either of these teams, I think it would be Atlanta because you have Morton, you have Free, you have Anderson. Uh, Acuna is 
back-ish. Uh, he, he came back, then he's re-injured. I think he's going to play tonight. So if anyone's going to make a run, I would think it would be Atlanta. I, I know Philly and the Mets meet up Memorial Day weekend, which will be a great weekend because the Yankees play the Rays for the first time. Mets play the Phillies. So we'll see where those teams are at two weeks from now. Uh, but look, uh, and the New York teams are just in, in great shape. They've had great starts here, you know, six weeks into the season. Yeah, and it's it's a big May for the Phillies. They have a they have a tough schedule, seventeen and eighteen record, five and a half back of the Mets. Um, you know, you mentioned Harper and the Phillies offense in LA. Hoskins has been hitting the ball really well. So has Alec Bohm all year. And those are two names that have been brought up for, you know, potential pieces at the trade deadline for a legitimate arm. So if both of those guys continue to hit well, um, that should only help the the market out there for them and maybe the Phillies can can pull off a trade to booster their bullpen or starting rotation I don't know what would be out there and if that would even be enough though yeah and you can find bullpen pieces you can find bullpen pieces and they got the lineup uh it's hard to find good starting pitching it's really hard to find real like dominant starting pitch now you can find a fourth or fifth fill-in guy you know what they get they got Kirk Gibson at the deadline last year you can find that kind of guy who, who's pitched pretty well this year but it's hard to yeah. find, you know, the Scherzer, the DeGrom type of guy. And, you know, we'll see pretty quickly here, pretty soon, if DeGrom gets back. I know he's supposed to have an MRI yesterday, I think it was, waiting to hear on that. Uh, sounds like he's in decent shape. He's been thrown from flat ground. But, yeah, it should be fun. I mean, it's a long season, but, you know, both these teams in New York have, have kind of pulled away here. Six, seven games leading the loss column. That's, uh, that's a decent-sized cushion here. Any uh, futures market talk in baseball you want to end on, M MVP or anything else? I had Jason Weingarten on last week. He was mentioning Harper. Now, that number has moved after his weekend. I think he was 25-30 to 1. He's down to like 11 to 1. Betts was in the 20-25 to 1 range. Those are interesting. You know, it's funny. Harper was like 40 to 1 in August, something crazy, and he ended up winning it. So keep an eye on these. You can find value in these. You know, look look what happened with Harper this weekend. A good weekend, a good three or four homers in five games. And you can really, your odds can really shift. So I know people are going to look at the American League and say it's, it's either Otani or it's Judge. It probably is. It's hard to beat Otani when you're one of the best hitters and one of the best pitchers. But just, uh, I would say, look, go to BetRivers.com, go to the BetRivers app, keep an eye on the odds, and, and you can certainly find some value here uh, on some of these longer numbers as the season unfolds. Absolutely. And we will uh, we'll certainly do our best throughout the summer, throughout the regular season in baseball to uh to keep an eye on on all the numbers in the futures market a lot a lot happening as nba playoffs are um you know getting getting hyped up but also winding down so uh we have a lot to talk about in the next couple of weeks man yeah and before you know it football i didn't do a whole lot on the schedule I, as much as look i love football as much as the next guy it's hard for me in the middle of may to sit here and, and look at these week six matchups and you know the, the schedule got leaked kind of game by game where it's like oh week seven the ravens are going to be playing the jaguars at four o'clock it's like i can't i can't really get into it i did a little bit just ran down the schedules re really quickly uh, i did like the giants under seven wins i just think it's hard for that team to win eight games i think that's going to be a rebuild where you know, they take two steps back before they take a step forward. Uh, but I, I have a hard time really getting into the schedule. Uh, I saw Philly jump from eight and a half wins to nine and a half wins. That eight and a half did look a little low. But that nine and a half, asking them to get to ten wins is kind of asking a lot. So I think you missed your opportunity there with the Phil with uh, with the Eagles. Yeah, that was that was shocking to me. I mean, maybe ten days ago, it was eight and a half, moved to nine, then up to nine and a half. I haven't seen anything like that. 
They don't usually like to move it by a whole win. Maybe they move it by a half a win if they have to. They usually like to move the juice, if anything. Because if you're a book here, if you're a bet rivers, you don't want to get middled. You don't want to have an eight and a half, take a bunch of money on the over, and then move it to nine and a half. Then you have to take a bunch of money on the under. It lands on nine. You you lose both of them. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Very unusual. That's a huge move to to move by a, a full complete win in you know less than two weeks. That's a, that's a big jump. You mentioned the over eight and a half. The over nine and a half is priced at minus one twenty one for Philadelphia. The under at even money at plus a hundred. I I would probably lean towards the under right now yeah eight and a half i would go towards the over just because aj brown smith that's a good team around hurts uh even though i'm not a huge hurts fan boy asking them to get to 10 i mean i know it's a it's a pretty easy division you get the giants twice you get washington twice it's not a great conference so at, at nine and a half I, yeah that, that's about right they're about a nine or a ten win team eight on a bad year who's their backup quarterback by the way it's a good it's a good question um We'll, we'll see what they end up deciding. Uh, Who's in the mix? Because yeah. that's one thing you have to consider. You look at these teams and you, you kind of, I think fans make the mistake of, you know, glass half full. My team's going to be this. My team's going to be that. It's like, you got to keep an, an account. And this is why I think you're good. You're better off probably playing a lot of unders in these season wins. Guys are going to get hurt. You know, you look at the Chiefs and, oh, they're going to be great. Yeah. What if Mahomes misses a month? Then that over doesn't look so good. Like quarterbacks get hurt. Players get hurt. So. Uh, I think sometimes fans are guilty of seeing the glass half full, and that's why they like overs. But, you know, injuries, especially if you're betting it now, injuries can only hurt you. So I'd say if you're waiting, if you're going to bet overs, wait at least until training camp. Make sure these guys stay healthy. If you're going to bet the unders, you can bet them now, and then an injury works in your favor. But, uh, again, injuries can only hurt you when you're betting the overs this early. Yeah, and that's 100% true. Well said. And, you know, I don't know if the Eagles are going to go with Minshew. Uh, Minshew Mania last oh, yeah, year, if Minshew, you can recall, or Carson Strong. They drafted him in the fifth round this year in the draft. He he has a cannon uh, out of out of Nevada, so you know he could compete for for the number two spot on on the depth chart for the Eagles at, at QB. Are you enjoying? I've seen it on Twitter. Are you enjoying these Washington fans talking themselves into the Carson Wentz experience? Because I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. They're blaming the Colts. They're blaming Ursay. They're blaming the E. I mean, it's everybody else's fault. Wentz is going to be, uh, you know, he, he was an MVP finalist a few years. I mean, the fans in Washington, if you've noticed, are really talking themselves into Wentz. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see how that's going to go. I'm excited to see that, you know, week seven when they're uh, two and four and Wentz is hurt. You know, Wentz is throwing, uh, you know, interceptions with his feet. Uh, I just can't wait to see how that's going to go. Yeah, I mean, we know how it's going to go here in Philadelphia. We've it's, seen the movie. Uh, it's great. Yeah, we, we know how this movie ends, uh, and we get a front row seat now uh, with, with Carson back back in the NFC. So uh, good luck, Washington. Yeah, we are walking out of the movie theater, and the Washington fans are walking into the movie theater thinking they're going to you know see a happy ending here where we, we know it doesn't finish that way. <laughs> no, uh, everyone dies at the end. That's the ending. Pretty much. That's a good way yep. of putting it. <laughs> a little dark, but uh, oh, well, I'm sticking with it. All right, man. Ryan, this was fun. We'll do this again in a week or so. Uh, what, what do we got tonight? We got the under the Heat Celtics. Is that what we're sticking with? Yeah, I'm sticking with the under 204. Um, who do you think wins betting. tonight? You think uh, who wins? Heat? Yeah, who do you think wins? I'm going to go with the Heat. Me too. 
I'm going to go with the Heat. I, I think they're going to give them a series. You know, I'm not going to sit here and predict them to win just yet. I'd like to see this game tonight uh, and get a feel for it. But I don't think it's going to be like a cakewalk, like Boston's automatically going to the finals. It's going to be an interesting series. Who are you rooting for? Um, I, no one. Okay. <laughs> Can I say no one? Um, probably Miami a little bit. If yeah, I, had I don't to like pick Boston. One, I'd say Miami. I can't stand when Boston wins. I hope they get eliminated. I was so disappointed Milwaukee couldn't finish the job in game six. And once they, they didn't finish in game six, you knew game seven was going to be tough. Uh, yeah, I'm rooting for Miami. What about out west? Dallas, just because I'll have bets on it. So I guess we could have a Dallas-Miami finals for the third time in, what, like 16, 17 years, which would be funny because it's been three different versions of the team. I mean, the first one was Wade and Shaq, and then it was LeBron with the big three, and now it would be a totally yeah. different team. So I guess Heat Mavs again. I mean, yeah, Heat Mavs would be a different one. I'm sure the league, if you yeah, gave Adam Silver truth serum, I'm sure he'd want Celtics, Warriors, because he'd have Curry, Absolutely. he'd have Tatum. You have those markets. I, I think that would probably be the dream, the dream final for the league. Although if you get Luca in it, Luca's not a bad storyline either. International draw too. Yeah. yeah, good point. And he's the next star, yeah. so he's the next star. I would think over the next five years, we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of Luca, Giannis. I'm sure you know we never got a Kobe, LeBron final, but I'm sure, I would imagine we'll get at some point a Luca, Giannis final. That'd be great. I, I hope we get blessed with the, the opportunity to watch that. So uh, game one in both series kicks off this week, east tonight, west tomorrow night. Will and I will catch up uh, in the next week or so, and we'll we'll see how, how both these series start to play out. Until then, man, I appreciate it. All right, Ryan, we'll talk soon, man. Appreciate it. All right, great stuff there from Will Hill, uh, host of the New York City cast. Uh, joins us often, almost once a week. We try and... Uh, you know, get together for a Philly, New York crossover to uh, have some fun and break everything down, all the latest in the sports betting world. I appreciate everyone who's tuned in. Before we get out of here, let's look at Philly's Padres betting odds right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Pennsylvania. And it's interesting, at the time of recording this, I'm recording this early on Tuesday morning, there still hasn't been an announcement that I've seen uh, as to who's going to get the start for the Phillies tonight in game one against the Padres. Uh, Zach Wheeler scheduled to get the start Wednesday. Thursday, it looks like the start is going to Kyle Gibson. There has been some rumor and talk about the ball going to Zach Eflin to get the start tonight, Tuesday night. We'll see if we can get confirmation on that soon. Some point today, give me a follow at WiseRye. I'll try and update it uh, or retweet an update as soon as I hear one or C1. Uh, so we're uncertain uh, who's going to get the start for the Phils. Padres are without their superstar, Fernando Tatis Jr. He has a wrist fracture until about mid-June, reports are saying. Uh, but the Padres have been led by Manny Machado, who is just, you know, we've talked about Bryce Harper and his tear. Machado's on a tear himself. He's uh, hit 359, eight doubles, seven homers, six steals, and a 1.029 OPS. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic. Padres are tied for first in the NL, NL West with a 22-13 and 13 record. So um, Mike Clevenger, by the way, is expected to get the start for the Padres, followed by Blake Snell and Hugh Darvish in this series against the Phillies. Uh, can the Phillies continue to, you know, uh, be red hot? <laughs> you know, they, they hit their stride out West. 
Um, Bryce Harper's been fantastic. Gene Segura's been great. Bryce Hoskins has been red hot. Kyle Schwarber's hitting bombs. Alec Bohm is been a consistent, really solid bat uh, for the Phils with a just over 300 batting average. Odubel Herrera has been hitting in center field. Bryson Stott has looked nice at short. Uh, so, man, I mean, the, the the offense has shown us what it is capable of. Can they continue to show us all of their capabilities and their potential? Uh, it starts off again tonight against the Padres. All right, so let's look at the betting numbers, shall we? Uh, 6.45 p.m., first pitch. Phillies minus 122 on the money line. Padres plus 106 run line. Padres getting the one and a half priced at minus 210. Phillies laying the one and a half priced at plus 165 with the total set at eight and a half. The over priced at minus 114. The under priced at minus 105. Doesn't help that uh, we have any idea who's starting for the Phillies. So I don't know. Let's just go under the assumption it's Zach Eflin uh, coming off the IL, the COVID IL, I believe. What are we going to get from him if he's even getting the start? I'm not sure and not really sure how deep into the game he'd be able to go. Uh, I would imagine no more than four or five innings, but we shall see if he even ends up getting the ball here for the Phils. So I don't have a pick for that reason alone uh, on you know a money line play or even a play on the run line. I do like the total. I, I'm leaning over eight and a half, uh, but I'll, I'll tweet out a betting pick that I'm going to play a little bit later in the day today. So give me a follow at Wiser, I-W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. And make sure you're following and subscribed to the Philadelphia CityCast. We have a busy week on the next episode. Philly legend, longtime, longtime writer, columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, he also does some work for Sports Radio 94 WIP. My co-worker at WIP, Marcus Hayes, will be joining us on the next episode. So two great guests, two great episodes to start off this week. Uh, plenty more coming your way. Join us. All right, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy your week. Beautiful day here in the Philadelphia area. Until the next episode, everyone, peace. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every Tuesday during the season. Use it on straight bets, player props, or a same game parlay. You decide. Log on to Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. Presented by Bet Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.